Hi everyone, it's Murray from the OG Wiggles and the Soul Movers, and you're listening to Six Pack. I've got time for one more round and a six pack to go. Six pack. One six pack to go. Welcome back to season five of Six Pack, a podcast in which a couple of old drinking buddies share some favourite tunes and a six pack of beer. We'll randomly choose a year, spin six tunes and down six beers. I'm Gareth and I'm joined by the Oompa Loompa himself, Ryan. Oh, is that a Willy Wonka? Mm. Okay. Hold that thought. Okay. This episode, we'll be playing music from the year 1971. The tunes are going to be good, that's for sure. One you, of the best, I'd say. Now, you can't go wrong with 71. Oh, so I, I didn't realise until I researched it how many great albums came out in 71. So it's going to be good. And what about our guest? Ooh. How amazing is that? I think we know who it is. It's Ooh, special guest drinking buddy. Murray Cook from the, the Soul Movers and the Wiggles. The Wiggles. Dr. Murray Cook. Honorary doctor and an order of Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. And he's going to play his favourite tune from 1971. And that's a... Cracker as well, isn't it? Yep. Who'd have thought we got the wiggles on? We've gone from the strokes to the wiggles. The strokes to the wiggles, <laughs> but like I say, Gareth, that's um, that's six pack. <clears throat> good, you know? good stuff. Yeah. So back for season five. It, it seems like a while ago that we were back in, um, you know, season four. One thing I did want to bring up to you, Gareth. <coughs> do you remember we we um, we did an episode where I said to you, I was pretty sure er- uh, Errol Flynn had. Um, uh, bit the bollocks off a sheep, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a classic moment, yes. And on our Facebook... That was um, a 1959 episode because he died in 59, I think. He was died in 59, and and I thought it was like, I don't know, maybe an urban myth or whatever. And um, Fenella uh, in the UK, she posted an extract from um, Errol Flynn's biography, My Wicked, Wicked Ways, can I just read a little bit out to you, Gareth? So this is Errol Flynn talking about biting the testicles off his sheep when he was, when he was, you know, uh, in the Australian outback. We, we started off classy. This is <laughs> <laughs> we do we did want to come back classy. This is going to be this is going to be the one um, sorted um, toilet humour bit. Then we're moving on. Please, yeah. Okay. All I had to do was stick my face into this gruesome mess and bite off the young sheep's testicles my teeth solidly around the balls of the six-month-old sheep and took a bite while while I held him upside down. I bit and spat out the product into a pile of what they call prairie oysters. Delicious to eat, but not too delicious, but but not delicious to remove. That said, this was the most sanitary way to de-ball a sheep. The sheep never let out a bleat. Errol Flynn, my wicked, wicked ways, and Gareth. I'm so disturbed when you um when you edit down that um paragraph that I just read out. I think I'm going to be arrested. Aren't I? Well, okay, this is a great start of the season, as yeah. I said. So, um, so we we had Dave Peacock, we had Dave McCormack, yeah, we had Sonic Boom, yeah, we had J W Francis, yeah, Mick Harvey, and we had Albert Hammond Jr. from yes. The Strokes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, we've got a lot to live up to this season. It's going to be uh, tricky. We do, yeah. Um, hey, Gareth, you know when we look at, you know, the stats where people are listening from, there seems to be a lot of people listening from Brazil. Yeah. Have you noticed that? I think we were number one in Chile one week. We were number one in Chile. Um, there's a lot of people listening in Brazil, which, like, that blows my mind. Does that blow your mind? I can't. I, I sort of don't think it's true. I sort of don't think there's all these 
people in Brazil. Someone leave us a message. In yeah, yeah. Por- if you're listening from Brazil, leave us a message because we don't believe in it. In Portuguese, please. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Um, and yeah. we drank some amazing beers. And what we got this um, time around? Well, um, I think we're going old school. We're drinking Cooper's Green, right? A classic beer. Now, I remember in the 90s when Cooper's Green, it's from South Australia, it, it hit the pubs. So it's colloquially known as Cooper's Green. It's Cooper's Pale, yeah? It's Cooper's Pale Ale. Mm. Let me read you this. This beer is a deep golden colour and pours with a generous level of foam. To unlock its full flavour potential, make sure to roll before pouring. So, mm. you, so, so if, you get a, if you get a long neck, you pour it on the side. It's got that cloudiness to it, yeah. Yeah. I don't mind a bit of Cooper's Green. It's a classic taste of Aussie. And we're sponsored again this season by... And we're sponsored by Bintani... Bintani make hops, malt, and yeast for the beer industry. Make Bintani your partner for taste and quality. Thanks to Bintani. Once again, thanks again for sponsoring us this season. Yeah. Uh, what was going on? Plenty going on music-wise. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before we get stuck into it, I'm going to describe this film. Okay. Here. Yeah. So it's set in a dystopian world. Yeah. With a bizarre soundtrack. Yeah. A moral tale of a gang of youths on a violent rampage terrorizing the community. Uh, Stanley Kubrick's uh, Clockwork Orange. Uh-uh. <laughs> it's Willy Wonka of the Chocolate Factory. Like you're <laughs> hence, me up my, there. hence my intro. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're, you're an Oompa Loompa. You saw Oh, that? Yeah. okay. Now the classic I original version of uh, Willy Wonka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dystopian tale of how, how long have you been working on, on that comedy <laughs> bit for? Was it worth it? Um, no, not really. <laughs> but Clockwork Orange came out. And it got banned. It for, did get banned. Yeah. I went and saw it at the cinema in Carlton in about like 19, I don't know, 1994 or something. And we were like, well, you know, why was it banned? Well, he banned it himself, didn't he? I think Stanley Kubrick, Kubrick. banned it. I think oh, they banned it. I okay. Think they, they, um, okay. I think, don't yeah. quote me on that one, but um, um, did you ever go to the Scala? Cinema in um, in London, King's Cross. Yeah, 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 You're yeah. Up at King's Cross. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That was um, famously had to close down because of the the fines that they had to pay because they showed it for yeah, Orange. Right. It made them bankrupt. So that's in seventy one. Well, they showed it in the nineties. It was when it was um, so oh, it was banned through to the nineties. And it's not that like there's nothing that outrageous about it. I guess so. It was just that ultra violence kind of thing. And I th- yeah, I think yeah. it was Kubrick himself who didn't want it to be. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Hmm. There you go. So that sort of stuff was happening in, in 71. Yeah. But I guess um, we'll do some more facts after I play my first tune. Yeah, yeah. You kick us off. Okay. So I'm going to start us with this band from Swansea. Ooh, okay. Welsh. Hmm.
Hey guys, so I, you're so sort of confused on yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know who it is. You said it sounds a bit Beatles-y. Yeah, yeah. Produced by George yeah. Harrison. Oh, um, yeah, right. Uh, he's playing guitars on there. Well, you can that, tell that's God, George Harrison God, guitars. There you go, so it's on the money uh, on that Discovered one. by Mal Evans of the, yeah. the roadie of, um, signed to Apple, Apple Corp. Yeah. That's Badfinger. Oh, okay. Yeah, Badfinger. Okay, I, I, you know, not super familiar. I know the name Badfinger. Maybe and you didn't know they were Welsh. So. I think I knew they were on Apple <clears throat> Music. I wouldn't know them to hear them. You'd know Without You, which was covered by Nelson. I can't leave living in Oh, Mariah, Mariah, okay, Mariah, okay, Mariah. okay, okay, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Baby Blue, that's, big, yeah, that's yeah. famous as well. Yeah, you in the last um, scene of Breaking Bad. Yeah, exactly. Baby so, Blue. Yeah, they were... The next Beatles, they were signed. They were signed to the Apple. First, first record was produced. Yeah. Actually, first one was recorded by Mel Evans, the roadie. Okay. He discovered them. Yeah. Then McCartney got involved. Then Harrison got involved with this one. He was supposed to be and, doing and, that. and was that um, George Harrison <clears throat> playing that lead? Yes. Um, he was supposed to do the whole of the album. Yeah. But then in 71, George Harrison was involved with that concert for Bangladesh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is yep, huge yep, for him. Yep, so he totally. organised that and played at that. Yep. Badfinger played at it as well. Okay. But he dropped the ball with producing their record and oh. said, oh, I can't, I've got no time for this anymore and went yeah, on to yeah, do the yeah. concert for Bangladesh, which I actually watched the other night as a just rewatched that as for because I do my research and uh, it's yeah. actually quite good. Have you ever seen it? Um, Gareth, my dad has got that triple album, yeah, the right. concert for Bangladesh. Yeah. Bangladesh had just become independent yep, of, uh, yep. uh, and it was East Pakistan before yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dylan played it. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. George um, Harrison was had left the Beatles and was yeah. going out there on his own. Yeah, so, and the first start. of the uh, the sort of Live Aid-style benefit concert. Yeah. And two of the band members of uh, Badfinger committed suicide. So okay. Pete Ham, in 75, yeah. they went in financial problems, like all those bands back then, got bad management deals, lost all yeah. his money, yeah. hung himself in 75, and then another band member killed himself in 83. So it's a sad tale of Badfinger. There you go. Yeah. Other things that were going on around about then. So in the UK, we had decimalisation for the first time. So in 66, uh, it was... Uh, Australia, five years yeah. after Australia. Yeah, okay. yeah. So yep, a bit, bit yep, slow yep. in the uptake on that. Yeah. So that was happening in the UK. A few funny things were happening in Australia. Yeah. Have you heard of the Nullarbor Nymph? <laughs> you heard of that? Um, I haven't, but I just... No, the Nullarbor, the, the Nullarbor... Yeah, yeah. When you say nymph, like, well, you know, um, like, like the Loch Ness monster, there was this. Oh, uh, like, oh, it was oh like, yeah, oh, yeah, this, yeah. There was a sighting of. I <clears> thought <throat> it was like a barmaid in uh, the <laughs> maybe, maybe. But this, uh, there was yeah. the, apparently this wild woman who would live with, the, with live with the kangaroos, <laughs> and she would be this naked woman that people would spot out on the Nullarbor, and they, it was the Nullarbor nymph. Right. But it turned out to be a hoax, of course. So, oh, you know, there you go. <laughs> some barmaid from local town was yeah, actually yeah, the yeah. nymph. Um, so that was happening in Australia. A few big media things happening. Yeah, so yeah. Um, you've seen the film Wake in Fright. Gareth, I wanted to talk <clears throat> to you about that. Yeah. Right. For people who don't know Wake in Fright, you're a Brit who's come out here. I think every um, Brit who comes out here should watch that yeah. film. Yeah. Because the storyline is yeah. a teacher. He's a teacher. Comes out here to teach, and he gets um, he gets fucked over by Aussie drunks in the in the outback. <coughs> well, in, he? It's in a small country town, yeah. isn't he? he? Ends up getting stuck there, and uh, yeah, all, yeah, all and, 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 and everyone's a bit weird and a bit, yeah. you know, a bit kooky. Would you say, Gareth? It's almost like the Australian version of Wicker Man, or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. If you watch that, 
they do a scene where they're all drinking and they've got shotguns and they go on a roo shoot. Yeah, right. Right? And at the end it says that was actually a real roo yeah, shoot. Yeah, right. So maybe a little insight into Australia in the 70s. So yeah. if you think you're coming over here from the UK, watch that. And things haven't changed. Be careful. Way. And that was even before the Aussie serial killers killed all the British yeah. backpackers. Well, it's, it has that vibe to it. Interesting. Play us a tune. I'm going to play us a song, Gareth, and... Now, this is a really interesting one. It's really in the spirit of 71. I picked this one because the lyrics are so, um, in a way, they're a little naive, which I think is, um, it's very 71. And I I wonder if you know who it is. Yeah, right. Have a listen to this. about the girl that said no Then I'll tell who I want where to go And I'll forget about your lies and deceit And your attempts to be so discreet Maybe today symbols of success then I pursue my own happiness and you can keep your clocks and routines then I'll go mend all my shattered dreams maybe today too long and for too long I just put you on now I'm tired of lying and I'm sick of trying cause I'm losing who I really am and I'm not choosing to be like them Struggling with that one, Gareth. You don't know who that one is? Uh, tell me who that is. I'll give you one more little clue. He came to prominence in 2012. Huh? He was forgotten about. Oh, and okay. then they made a movie called Searching for Sugar, Sugar Man. Man. Okay, it's, right. It's, yeah, it's okay. Rodriguez. Uh, okay, right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Did you say? I haven't seen the film. I should watch you, it. You, have, you haven't seen it. that? No, no. I should watch it. That is an amazing documentary. 
amazing. It's on my list. I haven't done it yet. Amazing. Oh, wow. Well, that's why you wouldn't know who it was because uh, okay. um, how do I put it without wrecking it for people? So that was an artist called Rodriguez. Um, he was forgotten about in the late 60s. Watch the documentary Searching for Sugar Man. I'll, okay. leave, I'll, I'll leave right. it at that. Okay. I'll leave right. it at that. Intriguing, intriguing. Yeah, right. yeah. Cool. Like, do you think when I said it was a little bit naive and stuff like that, you know? Only the same way that Donovan's naive. Yeah, yes, thing. yes. You know, it had, a, had that kind uh, of sim- ga- similar ga- flavour. Yeah, Gareth, 100%. Mm. 100%. Mm. Yeah. But 71 was a little bit weird because it, it felt a little bit post-hippie in a, way, a weird way. I think the, the hippies got angry. And yeah, okay. protest was happening a bit yeah, more. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Violence yeah. was coming through a bit more. Yeah. I think the sort of they'd stopped smoking hash and got into the class A's and stuff. And yeah, that's what it okay. feels like a bit more of that vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Particularly yeah. in America, I think, with uh, yeah, you know, the, okay. the, the Vietnam protests were at their, at their peak yeah, then. Yeah, right. Uh, Nixon started his war on drugs in 71 oh, as which, well, which yeah, is Reagan, Reagan. <laughs> still fighting <laughs> that one. <laughs> no one's going to win that. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's sort of post-hippie vibe going on. And people were starting to die of overdoses and things like that, weren't they? Yeah, so, okay. You know, okay. the previous year um, you'd lost Hendrix and Janis Joplin. Yeah, yeah, okay. In 71, Jim yeah. Morrison died. Right, okay. In Paris. So he, yeah. he, 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 and he was fat and... Uh, yeah, so the doors were still going then. Yeah. Uh, and then they continued afterwards, actually. Yeah. Let me play Let me play this. Just a, This is a, kind of an also rant just while yeah. we're talking about this stuff. Play this. Do you know who this is? Are they American or are they English? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, go on. It's the Doors. It's the Doors after, was, yeah. uh, the doors oh, after, after Jim Morrison. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're one of those bands that tried that, to ca- carry is that, on. Is that Ray Manzer acting? That's uh, Bobby, uh, oh, the Bobby Krieger singing yeah, that one. Okay. And, um, it was no Rise of the Storm, was it? <laughs> no, right. it's no Jim Morrison. So they, they tried to keep going. I think that record was supposed to feature Morrison on it. And they yeah, died okay. and they tried to carry on. So I remember... Um, Back in the 80s, my mum worked for a company, yeah. Hasbro, and they were part of Warner Brothers or Warner yeah. Music, and we were able to get some cheap CDs and stuff through, yeah. through there. And uh, I was sort of a bit of a Doors fan back then, and I yeah. thought, oh, I'll get, the, get this stuff in the Doors catalogue, not realising I was buying stuff that was post-Morrison Doors, like a record called Full Circle, which is atrocious and jazzy and kind of... I guess well, all that stuff is sort of consigned to the um, what would you say the um, the, the the rubbish bin of history. Do you know what I mean? Know. Like a Doug Yule's Velvet Underground and yeah, just those bands that try like, to like, like think of your favourite bands. Like sometimes it doesn't hit, mm. and it's just like, yep, there you go, game over, game over. All right, um, other things that happened in seventy one. Mister yeah. Tickle came out the first Mister Men book. 
Roger Hargreaves. Roger Hargreaves. Who was uh, Gareth, he was a uh, advertising copywriter. Was he? He was indeed. A genius. Well, hey, hey, here's a good one. If we were Mr. Men characters, what would we be? Uh, Mr. Lonesome. <laughs> that's, that's you. <laughs> Mr. Lonesome. Yeah, what would you be? What, what, what am I? Mr. <laughs> Mr. Beer? Mr. Bear, because they're Mr. Bear. Mr. Mr. Bear and Mr. Lonesome. Because <laughs> uh, anyone uh, who's good at drawing cartoons, do just please, uh, oh, hey, uh, please animate yeah, them for yeah, us. Yeah. Uh, whilst we're talking about books, yeah. so new word yeah, in the dictionary yeah, yeah. in 71 was gonzo. Oh, yeah, like gonzo journalism. Yeah, yeah. because Fear and Loathing in Las yes, Vegas came yeah, out. That yeah, was uh, yeah, in 71. Yeah, so that yeah. obviously that was a groundbreaking piece of literature. yeah. And uh, I guess Mr. Tickle's a bit of a gonzo book as well, really. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, no, it's <laughs> not. not. Um, <clears throat> other new things that came out, um, the two Ronnies was on TV for the first time. In 71. Yeah. I would have yeah. thought they were before then. But no, they yeah, were on right. TV before then, but not as the two Ronnies. That was when they <clears throat> finally signed their deal of like going, okay, we finally made it. We're yeah. on the BBC. Yep, so that okay. started. Yeah. Uh, Glastonbury started for the first time. Oh, okay. Reading yep. Festival started for the yeah, first time. So all these okay. big things were starting. It was yeah. really, things were changing. And, uh, yeah. And, yeah, massive year for music. And um, Huge. The next tune I'm going to play. Yeah. Th- this guy it. had actually been around for a few years. Okay. Uh, in various guises, actually. Yeah. Is it um, a solo artist or is he, was he in a band? Or? Th- this stage, this is a band. So it's, yeah. um, um, and you'll know him straight away, but um, I just thought um, it'd be rude not to play him seeing as it's 71. Let's hear it and then we'll cut to our <coughs> chat with Murray from the Wiggles. Yay. Be a number three. three. Song three. Could have loved you good like a planet I could have changed your heart to a star But it really doesn't matter at all No, it really doesn't matter at all Life's a guy Build a house on the ocean. I could have placed our love in the sky, but it all really doesn't matter at all. No, it all really doesn't matter at all. Life's a guess. Turned you into a priestess I could have burned your feet in the sand But it all really doesn't matter at all No, it all really doesn't matter at all Life's a guess Doesn't matter at all 
Gareth, I think we know that was T-Rex. It wasn't Tyrannosaurus Rex. Do you know the difference between of them? Of course, yeah. They were, yeah, so, yeah. Um, well, previous to that, yeah. he was actually in a band called John's Children. Mid-60s, yeah. he joined yeah, them for a short... They were an okay. estab- established kind of psych band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Managed by someone called Simon Napier-Bell. Do you know who he is? I know that. He's name. a massively yeah, famous yeah, 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 manager. Yeah, yeah. I, I know the name. He was managed Wham!, Oh, is that yeah. how I, okay. So, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, lots yeah. of big bands yeah. throughout the 80s. Yeah. He also, he worked for Alberts for one year in Australia oh, and no, discovered no John Paul Young. So he discovered so many people, Simon Napier-Bell. So wow. he was um, early days of, of Boland. Yeah, 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 right. Um, Boland wasn't called Mark Boland. What's his birth uh, name? Steve <clears throat> Smith. No, Feld. Feld is his yeah. birth name. Mark yeah. Um, but his first record, it was called Toby Tyler. He yeah. changed his name to Toby Tyler. It's not that catchy. No, so, yeah, no. Yeah, and it was yeah. kind of bad covers that he was doing then. But, yeah. uh, and then he then he started doing this folky kind of thing, which is Tyrannosaurus Rex. Which And the first hit was Deborah. You know that song? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was just him and an acoustic guitar. Yeah, and uh, John Peel was a massive uh, okay. supporter. Yeah, jo- John Peel was around back then. <clears throat> he was really helpful okay. in Bowen yeah. getting famous. Um, then this is T-Rex. And he became massive, as big well, as the Beatles. At the time, definitely. And Gareth, I was going to play a T-Rex song, mm. but yeah. should we play like just like 30 seconds of the one I was going to play? Only if you get this question right. I've yeah. Quiz, quiz question for yeah. you. Who was driving Mark Boland's Rolls Royce the night he died? No, 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 Gareth, we've talked about this. Gloria Jones. No. Um, she was driving his Mini. Who was driving his Rolls Royce? Oh. Because he uh, lent his Rolls Royce to a band that night. Yeah. Who was the band? Um, this is, if anyone gets this, this is this is uh, golden uh, bit of trivia. How about we? They can post it on our socials because I certainly don't know who it is. Should I say it's Hawkwind? Lemmy. It, Hawkwind. I just, I just <laughs> shouted Lemmy. Was it Lemmy? <laughs> well, whether it was it was the band Hawkwind. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, say, let's say it was Lemmy. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. Amazing. I love that fact. Okay. All right. Can I just play you, you know, a yeah. minute or so of this? I don't know. It makes me a bit emotional listening to this one. It's great. I was dancing when I was 12. I was dancing when I was 12. I was dancing when I was out. I was dancing when I was out. Dance myself right at the womb. I dance myself right at the womb. Is it strange to dance? Or... Yeah, so that's Cosmic Dancer. I yeah. played Life's a Gas, but we could have played any bowl and stuff, really. It's incredible know. stuff and a really important, um, you know, part of uh, glam rock and rock and roll. And- yeah. And you should check out on YouTube. They've got all the, the old um, Boland TV show that he did. Before. Ah, it's from 78. Yeah, when yeah, he, the year that he okay. died, I think. So um, check it out. Okay. Looking at. Now, are we going to cut to our chat with Murray? Murray Cook from The yeah. Wiggles. Who's, he's going to play us his tune from 1971. It's Cracker. Yep, let's do it. Oh, we should just point out uh, Lion was a little bit um, iffy because of the uh, weather up in Sydney at the moment, but it well, kept well, dropping out a little when bit. When we spoke to Murray, it was raining cats and dogs, so cutting out, but we still managed to get there. Yep. Have a yep. listen to this. Hello, Murray. Hey, Murray. How are you going? <laughs> Good. How are you? Good, thanks. 
Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. What happened then? Cut out? He's gone. Ah, we go. Ah, you're back. Back again. Froze for a second. We thought you'd had enough of us already. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just it might be it might be my internet. I might have to move. You've been incredibly busy lately for a man who's retired from the. uh, Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, people often say, you know, how's retirement going? And um, I said, well, I'm not really retired. It's just I stopped touring with the Wiggles um, and you know made way for a new lineup. But uh, when I first left, I think. I was playing in about six or seven bands there for a while, but uh, I, I kind of narrowed it down and now it's, it's n- nearly all the Soul Movers. But the Soul Movers have been really busy. We've, um, last year we recorded it, or the year before we recorded our um, third album together and we've done a few singles um, just in the last few months. And um, and you, rec- you recorded it in, in America, didn't you? We did, yeah. Um, so our the first album together we did here in in Sydney, and um, then we went to uh, South by Southwest in about 2016 or 17, I think 2017. Uh, we went on a little road trip and, and went through Muscle Shoals, Alabama, and uh, had a look at the studios there. And and um, and uh, we got to meet him, and he was saying, "Oh, so you're thinking of recording here?" And uh, Lizzie and I looked at each other and went, "Oh." Well, we weren't, but maybe we are now. <laughs> so we made it happen the following year. And uh, so we recorded there in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, uh, Fame Studios. We went to Memphis and recorded at uh, uh, Sun and um, and Royal, which is you wow. know, uh, where Al Green did all those great 70s albums. And uh, yeah, so it was a real thrill. And and we got to play with some of the guys who were on that. We played with Spinner Oldham and um, and uh, David Hood from the Swampers. So yeah, it was it was just a great trip. It was it was nerve wracking, but because <laughs> we recorded it in about a week. And and I believe the um, on the new single, the drum kit that was used was Hal Blaine's from the Wrecking Crew. Or Luke used to play Hal Blaine's, I think, in Nashville. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Luke, our drummer, our current drummer, he spent a lot of time in, in Nashville recording and, and performing over there. And, uh, yeah, he's great. He's a great addition and very funky. And your new song... Well, it's called Superstar Brackets Groupie, and I was like, what's that all about? <laughs> yeah. So well, I, it's, And then I investigated. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, people probably know it. So, yeah, this is the new song movie, single Superstar, and people probably know it uh, from the Carpenters. Mm. Uh, they had a hit with it. And Sonic uh, Youth did a wonderful version of it as well, which I can't Yes, remember. they did, and that, it was mm. yeah, based, based pretty uh, closely on it, but, you know, of course, putting a Sonic Youth spin on it. <laughs> Don't you remember you told me 
But it's originally a song by um, Leon Russell and, and Bonnie Bramlett. And uh, Bonnie Bramlett was in a band, uh, Delaney and Bonnie and Friends. And uh, they're an amazing group, never really got where they should. But, you know, people like Eric Clapton left Blind Faith to go on tour with them and uh, George Harrison toured with them. And so, yeah, they're pretty amazing. And, and, and of course, Leon Russell, you know, the great performer and song and particularly great songwriter, you know, uh, wrote lots of amazing songs. And um, so I, I kind of was aware of that and I was a big fan of his. And I, I, I do like the Carpenters version. I think it's a um, really beautiful rendition. And, and uh, But, yeah, we kind of sort of made it our own a little bit. We took elements of, of uh, various versions. And, uh, um, talking of versions, woohoo! like a version. <laughs> what else that? Oh, yeah. That's gone nuts. What's that? Oh, like? yeah, that was, that was incredible. Yeah, so last year um, the, the Wiggles were asked to do like a version. And uh, for Triple J, and uh, great Tame Impala song. I'm a Tame Impala fan, so I knew the song. Um, and uh, yeah, we knocked it out. Some of the th- uh, so three original Wiggles and the, the, the current Wiggles at the time, and and uh, we we knocked it out. And it's it's uh, a pretty tricky song. <laughs> a bit complicated. <laughs> So it was a bit nerve-wracking, but it was great fun. And, and just the reaction was so good. And I think it was because of the times too, you know, with, with COVID and all the lockdowns, people just wanted to have a bit of a laugh. And and um, yep. and also, you know, that whole, the Triple J audience is pretty much our audience from 20 years ago, Absolutely. the Wiggles audience from 20 years ago. Yeah, and they've sure. grown up. They've also, they know Tame Impala, they, you know. Uh, so it was kind of a really great fusion of those things. And then as, as it got closer to the end of the year, a few people were saying, oh, yeah, we reckon it'll do all right on the hottest 100. <laughs> and, you know, I kind of laughed at it a bit. But uh, uh, sure enough, um, we thought oh, it'll probably get on the, the 100. But uh, uh, then the last week leading up to it, you know, the media saying the Wiggles are favourites for the hottest 100. And I'm thinking, <laughs> wow, my, my world sort of turned upside down. It was a bit weird. <laughs> Fantastic, and just the response of people, just in the street. I had lots of, especially young people in the street, stopping me and say, "Oh, we loved your version. It was so great, and we we're so happy you won, and all that stuff." So it was nice. I think, I think people accepted it in the spirit that it was intended. You know, you know, I don't think we're going to be putting stuff out for the hottest one hundred every year. <laughs> it was nice. It was, as a long time Double J and Triple J listener, it was it was really nice actually because I've, I've pretty much listened to the hottest one hundred since it started and. Uh, yeah, and, and I've listened to Double J almost since it started. Too. Kevin Parker um, and Tame Impala, in response to you covering them, didn't they dress up as the Wiggles for one night? <laughs> yeah, they, it was Halloween in the US. They were, they were playing in the US, and they they dressed as us. We, apparently, they did the whole show dressed as us, so that was a bit of a laugh. But we also heard from T- Kevin Parker that he was kind of pretty chuffed that uh, that his song had made number one, even if it was us doing it. <laughs> oh, I doubt. Excellent. 
so you're touring again with the OG Wiggles, is that right? So you've got some... Yeah, you've, you've come back, is that right? Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, that's another thing that we found that, you know, because our audience now is our original audience sort of in their 20s and th- early 30s, um, a few years ago we, we did just a, um, a one-off in a club for an adult audience and it just went so well and the, the, the buzz in the audience and, and uh, yeah, just the fun and joy was yeah, it was really infectious. And so, yeah, uh, I guess last year we started planning. Uh, it was mostly, I guess, for our 30th anniversary because uh, last year was 30 years of the Wiggles. And uh, we decided to go a bit bigger and do all the other cities that we hadn't done. And, and uh, yeah, so we've done a couple of them now. I'm, I'm not sure when this goes to air, but um, just a, a, as of speaking, we've done uh, two and we've got Melbourne coming up soon. So, uh, yeah, great, just great fun. And, and uh, the bizarreness of it, uh, I think, is not lost on us or the audience. <laughs> Such a great story because because uh, I'm from Australia, Gareth's from the UK, and he might not know the um, the band, the Cockroaches, which the other guys were from. And um, and you met them when yeah. you were all studying, yeah. of course. Did did you know the Cockroaches when you met those guys? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they already had. Um, yeah, she's the one was the top ten, and they were on TV quite a lot and that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and they were actually around for quite a long time before they had their hits, um, and they always had a, a really strong live following. And um, uh, yeah, so it was quite like so when I met Anthony, I, we kind of same experiences, although he had them on a much higher level. You were kind of plugging away in the pub rock scene. Is that a fair way to put it? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. From that same scene, uh, they were just a bit more successful than anything I did. <laughs> well, it's a great story, and I, I was just reading in the press release at the height of the Wiggles' fame. You would check in under different names in the US, and there were there were groupies without children who would follow you around. Yeah, well, I, I guess they weren't um, strictly groupies, so I guess they were just. Uh, crazy fans. fans. <laughs> yeah, let's sorry, let's put it that way. Let's be clear, fans. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was wild. It, like, America there for about seven or eight years was just huge. Uh, at first, you know, we didn't think we'd be successful, um, and, and we were playing just shopping centers, and we played it um, in a blockbuster car park in LA for <laughs> I think three or four people, including the publicist. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. Uh, but then you know we got on Disney Channel, and it just went crazy after that. And, and uh, you know, we'll, that's when we played Madison Square Garden and did the Macy's um, Thanksgiving Day Parade. And, you know, we were, we were doing um, arena tours basically with, um, you know, three semi-trailers and three tour buses. And it was just like it was yeah, Mind-blowing. It really and was. I can only imagine what it's like yeah. to be in the centre of it. Yeah, well, sometimes you'd turn up to to a show and, you know, the crew would still be setting up and you'd just look around and go, wow, this, like, we were just four dags from Australia. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? So, yeah, it was great. I mean, it was great for a long time, but, you know, the touring got really difficult um, as time wore on, and that's kind of why I, um, you know, retired. You would have essentially been the first rock stars for a generation of um, children, really. The first yeah, first guitars on stage probably was was you. I actually do meet a lot of people, like a lot of young people who are really either play music or are really into music, and, and they say that, yeah, the Wiggles is why they got into it, and that, I find that really rewarding and, and uh, sort of heart moving. Must have been fun <laughs> choosing which songs you were going to cover. I think you, my particular favourite. I've got I've got a, a son who's thirteen now, so I, you know, he's I know all the Wiggles songs oh, from, yeah, yeah. from him growing <laughs> up, of course. But but the one I always play would be Kylie doing Monkey Man. <laughs> Ay, 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 
Song. I mean, and, I love uh, the specials and Toots and the Maytals. Anyway, yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. Just like, yeah that's we love the same. We, we, we knew both versions and loved them. And um, when Kylie agreed to sort of come on board and, and do something, it was, uh, yeah, it just seemed like a no-brainer. And, and uh, she was she was amazing. She's like one of the most professional people we've worked with. She she came in and recorded her part in like an hour or, or hour and a half. Then we then we did the video because we have the Wiggles have a studio, recording studio and um, video studio. And so we went and did that. And, and uh, you know, she was in and out in like three hours or something. And then she went and did a show at uh, Homebush that night. So, yeah, wow. she's great. Lovely, lovely, lovely person too. I, I sort of can't speak highly enough of her. So. Imagine. So let's um, let's come around and talk about this song that you've chosen. So. Yeah, well, I mean, it was quite hard because 1971 is, was actually an amazing year for music. I turned 11 in 1971, so that's really the age a lot of people really get into music. And, and you know, um, I really love 60s music, but I, I think, you know, when you look at um, a list of some of the albums that came out in 1971, it's pretty wild, like the Stones had Sticky Fingers and Paul McCartney had Ram, Tapestry, um, Carol King, which is the biggest selling album by a woman of all time, still, still, you know, Imagine came out, all, all things must wow. um, pass was on the charts, like My Sweet Lord was number one, all those sort of things. So uh, T-Rex. Oh, yeah, T-Rex. Um, and- yeah. Um, Nilsson, you know, without you, um, Bowie's Hunky Dory. I wasn't really aware of Bowie then, but, you know, looking back, and Led Zeppelin Four was pretty amazing <laughs> too. And, uh, of course, you know, The Who, who'd been around since the early 60s, put out Who's Next, and, you know, that was their follow-up to Tommy and they were like they didn't know if they could even follow it up and um, they came out with pretty much their best album.
won't get fooled again. And that's one that I do remember on the radio. Um, there was a sort of a, a single version which was cut down a bit, but uh, the, the version from Who's Next is, is just brilliant. And uh, I've seen the Who a couple of times. Unfortunately, um, just Roger and, and Pete, um, I actually had tickets to see them in um, in L.A. the weekend that um, that Johnny Entwistle died <laughs> and they cancelled two shows. Hotel room, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah in <laughs> Vegas. And uh, my wife called me and, and uh, she was saying, oh, did you hear about the, the bass player? And I'm going, what bass player? And I said, no, I, did, I didn't hear that. And she said, he's dead. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and, uh, of course, you know, the, the show I was going to is one of the ones they cancelled. Yeah. But uh, I, I've seen them in Australia and I saw them at Madison Square Garden a couple of years ago. And, um with an orchestra doing stuff from Tommy, so that was pretty cool. But um, yeah, but you know, at the time, to an eleven-year-old, won't get filled again. Just sounded like the wildest did it, music did it just you can blow, imagine. Blow your mind! Oh, absolutely. And um, uh, you know, like things like Led Zeppelin Four, I wasn't aware of till a bit later. But because won't get filled again was was an actual hit. We also spoke to Rod Argent from the Zombies. Ah, yeah, right. And he played the um, the keys part on. Uh, who are you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. And he told us all about Pete Townsend, gave him a demo with the part on it and all oh, that right. sort of stuff. And, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. They're such an amazing band, though, like with obviously, you know, Keith Moon going nuts and yeah. um, the, the Ox. <laughs> the Ox. And, yeah, I can see why it, um, if you're 11 in, in Australia and you heard that coming through the AM radio, boom. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was just crazy. And, you're like, just that. As I said, you know, amazing time for music in general. Yeah, I was just getting into music. I sort of was into the Beatles and stuff. That a friend of mine had an older brother who had, you know, Sergeant Pepper and and lots of other stuff. And so <laughs> we used to go around there and listen to that. And then, uh, and then, you know, just more and more, the radio is playing stuff that really connected with me. Have you met any of your musical heroes since your success? Uh, yeah, mostly in Australia. Um, yeah. you know, I've got to know quite a lot of people like, you know, Jim Magini and, and Rob Hurst from Midnight Oil and, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of people like that. And, uh, you know, people from smaller bands like Even and um, yep. UMI and, and those guys, you know, I know a lot of those guys. And um, yeah, what I really liked about that was, it, you know, even when we were doing, when it was the Wiggles, they just treated me like I was, you know, another guy in a band. It wasn't like, oh, you're, you know. That's kid stuff or something. It was. Oh, I, I think just generally, um, I found that um, other musicians were just happy that someone had the success that they had. Oh, um, to- total respect yeah, for that. Yeah, and uh, the Wiggles did record um, two songs with John Fogerty, um, which was pretty amazing. Oh, wow! <laughs> he came along to an LA show and came backstage because he had a young daughter and uh, she loved the Wiggles. And, and he came back and he's talking, he said, oh, look, you know, my daughter loves loves the Wiggles, but I really like the songs too. I think they're you know, really good songs. And um, and then so we, the next time we were over there, we approached him and said, um, will you, we were doing a Christmas album. We said, will you sing on this song Rocking, Rocking Santa? And he, he went, yeah, yeah, sure. And, and so he recorded his parts, which was pretty pretty wild. At the end of it, he said, uh, said thank you for letting me be part of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, 1971 was also a huge year for Credence as well. So. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So we've had some pretty cool guests on. You're the first uh, Order of Is it Order of Australia that you've yeah, got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks so much for your time. We'll be we'll be on the front row in uh, the Rod Labor Arena throwing our knickers at you in a few yeah, weeks. Yeah, when you see so. when you see two two forty something men, you'll know it's us. <laughs> Thanks yeah. so much for your time. Uh, Lovely to talk to you guys. No worries at all. Ooh, what a champ. What? Seriously, what a top geezer, man. Absolutely. You um, know, the Wiggles, are, they're on the BRW rich list every year, man. They are 
They're an Australian export. They're um, they're amazing. I mean, he may have retired from the Wiggles 10 years ago, but he's still doing stuff with them. And the Soul Movers stuff, are, I, I like that as well. It's good. The Soul Movers are doing a tour, and you can go to their website, soulmovers.com, and check that out. And they're playing Splendor in the Grass, and uh, the Wiggles are on tour as well, the OG Wiggles for the adults, the adults yeah. only. Gareth, is it my turn for a tune? Yeah, go on. You know I like a blues tune. Mm. Um, do you know where I heard this one first? Do you ever watch the TV show Eastbound and Down? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. This was the theme song. Yeah. Have a listen. Yeah, it's a good one. Freddie King, yep. right? And have you heard of the Three Kings of the Blues guitar? Mm-hmm. So BB King, yeah, Freddie King, yeah, and um, Albert King, Albert King. Okay, it's all unrelated. <laughs> yeah, I thought that one was a good one, just to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, and it doesn't sound particularly like it was from '71, does it? No, but it's not '60s. Like it's not '60s blues. It's sort of like 
has a bit more ball to it. Yeah. It's a bit more yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I like it. Yeah, me too. All right, there were so many big records. We touched on a little bit when we chatted with Mario. Yeah. So obviously he played The Who. Yeah. Zeppelin were out. Bowie. Bowie was out. T-Rex were out. Yeah. So many huge records um, and lots of big debut stuff as well. I'm going to play a few little um, okay. also rounds, I yeah. think. Yeah. I'm not playing this because I like it. This, it's, hey, hold on, Gary. <laughs> you always say that. It's a talking point. Um, this was written by... Yeah. Um, someone from the creation, remember, okay. you know the yeah, creation, yeah, who are the yeah. mid sixties. We got it by Shell Talmy. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and also co-written by Herbie Flowers, who was the bass player, famous for the um, Walk on the Wild Side bass riff, a double and, bass yeah. player. So yeah. they wrote this was the first number one in the UK in nineteen seventy one. Yeah. Penny farmers on the street riding. Motor cars but funny things Frightening Bowling hoops and spinning tops Penny dreadfuls and lollipops Comic cuts All different things Granddad, right? All right, so more rubbish characters. Yeah, that I know playing. more rubbish, but interesting because of who it was written by. And do you know who Clive Dunn was? Um, no. Dad's Army. Okay. So the the old character in Dad's Army was yeah. Clive Dunn. Okay. And he sang that. That was his, in Dad's Army. He used to dress up like he was older than he actually was. Yeah. So okay. he was dressed up to look like he was like in his seventies, like um, the grandma from the Golden Girls. Yeah, yeah, kind of. And, but he was actually my age when he did that, and he's got <laughs> good singing granddad. So well, I'm I'm glad you put me through that. I was uh, <laughs> I was just being born then, so my my yeah. grandfather used to like singing that back then. Other also ran. Uh, let's see if you can guess who this one is, but you can't. short time up from the country to have a good time in the city every job he takes he's used and abused by busmen who want him to lick their shoes in the city I'm the duck and the duck you're an underduck and that's the way that's the way you're gonna stay I'm the duck and the duck you're an under that you're shaking yeah. your head on that one. I don't know that one. That's Giorgio Moroder. Oh, okay. In '71. Yeah, early that's days. That, 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 what, that's not him singing. Yeah, it's him singing as well. So God, yeah. what, a, what a mistake in a maker. Okay. <laughs> that's right. So before he discovered his yeah. disco, but interesting production. Yeah, that, yeah, even, I think. yeah. So that's another also ran. Again, this is interesting because of the time. So you just played something from yeah. his band down. This yeah. was the final scene from Mad Men. I'd like to build the world a home And furnish it with love Grow apple trees and honeybees And snow-white turtle doves I'd like to teach the world to sing In perfect harmony, perfect harmony. I'd like to... It's a Coca-Cola advert. 
Oh, yeah, 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 so yeah. I like, yeah. I like teach to teach the world, the world to, to sing. sing on it, but it's Coca-Cola. Yeah. So yeah. And they're yeah. all on the hillside singing that song. Yeah, so. and, and the last arc of the Mad Men scene was Don Draper wrote that ad. Yeah, yeah. Even, even though it was a terrible ad. Oh, know. it was amazing. Oh, was it? Oh, it was amazing. That was a genius. It was a genius movie. Okay, yeah, okay. In my opinion, anyway. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that's my also rounds, but I guess I've got to play my final one now, yeah? So I realised, well, I didn't yeah. realise until I put all three together, there's yeah. a, a theme here that um, yeah. none of the artists that I played made it into their 30s. So Ooh. here's another one who died too young. Oh, okay, let's listen. Be at number five. Song five. Could have been a sailor, could have been a cook A real life lover, could have been a book I could have been a signpost, could have been a clock As simple as a kettle, steady as a rock I could be here and now I would be, I should be, but I how I could have been But one of these things first I could have been Could have been your pillar, could have been your dog I could have stayed beside you, could have stayed for more I could have been your statue, could have been your friend A whole long lifetime could have been
up in a whistle, cut up in a float. A real life giver, cut up in a boat. I could have been a signpost, could have been a clock. As simple as a cutter, steady as a rock. Guys, so that's the wonderful Nick Drake. One of these things first. He's so interesting, Gareth. Um, just hearing that, that was such a great song, and it sort of blew my mind a little bit. Of course, he killed himself. Well, he sold hardly any records. Yeah, yeah, he, he hardly any records, nothing. which he, is part he, of the reason he killed himself. Partly, he, but, but he wouldn't but do he, any promotion. He, Oh really? He didn't do any. Have you, oh, well, 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 um, that's have you seen? That's some, why he did so many records. Have you seen some uh, recorded video footage of him? No, because no. there isn't any. There's none. Right. It's okay. incredible. There is. There are no. There's no. Why, video why didn't he do any promotion? He was very shy of that stuff. He didn't want to do anything. That's a bit like us. We don't want to promote the podcast. <laughs> and then he would. <laughs> and then he'd complain well, that why he wasn't selling any records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he topped himself, which is so tragic. The way I think of it, like that's a great song, right? And, you know, um, people in 100, 200 years, they might look back and go, like you might look back with classical music or Yeah, I think so. I mean, because it didn't really get noticed until a bunch of his records got put together as a compilation Mm. later on in the 70s, begrudgingly by Ireland, I think. And then then it got noticed by, you know, musicians always are... Citing Nick Drake as being a massive influence. Well, and I think it's yeah. just amazing. Like it is. I don't know. How the old was he when he topped 26. Him? So he's not quite in the 27 club. He's 26. Pete Ham from Badfinger was 27 when he died. Yeah. And Boland was 29 when he, he died, he, I think If so. only they had known they could just get old and um, fat and drink booze and do a podcast. Yeah. They, did, you know, they didn't have them back then, did they? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine, <laughs> would you listen to Nick Drake's podcast? Oh, hey, hey, not Nick Drake's, but Mark Boland's. Oh, yeah, I would have been. Yeah, yeah. I was think. That's wonderful. I think that stuff. So that, no, no, no. Great tune. And, and from, um, from the album um, Brighter Later. So it's a great one. Gareth, I've got an also rant. Now, Murray played um, Won't Get Fooled Again, right? Mm. And, you know, um, I'm a former bass player, right? And if you jump on YouTube... And you go, isolated bass, won't get fooled again by John Entwistle. Have a listen to this. This is fucking amazing. Gareth, so uh, so uh, thank you for indulging me in that. How crazy <laughs> is that? The ox isolated bass, I won't get full well, again. I imagine well, if you isolated all of them, they would all be ridiculously kind of flamboyant and they all just fit together in, a, in that kind of magical way. Yeah, 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 yeah. All bloody show-offs. Now, have I got my last song? You do. You're not going to play Stairway to Heaven? Was that 71? That was the was first it? time. Imagine before then what were people have been playing in guitar in shops. In guitar shops. Before 71. And you haven't mentioned that um, the two huge TV shows started in Australia in 71. 71? The biggest, come on. Uh, number 96? Hey, hey, it's Saturday. Oh, God, okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Young Talent Time. Oh, 
Yeah, right. Okay. <clears throat> there you go. So you're going to finish up with the final tune. Yeah? Now, Gareth, I've kept this one in the Arsenal because I thought you were going to play this one. Shall I just play it and we'll come back and talk about it? Clear number six. Song six. I never thought I'd miss you half as much as I do. And I never thought I'd feel this way, the way I feel about you. As soon as I wake up, Abby Sifri, the original version of It Must Be Love, which was covered, uh, what, 10 years later, 1981, by Madness. And we played him before, haven't we? We played, um, what was the song that Chaz and Dave played on? The one that Eminem sampled. Don't know too much more about him. Now, my brother sent me an article about him. He was saying, like, oh, you should get him on the podcast, right? Labby Sifri. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And and, and you wouldn't believe this. He's, um, He's got two husbands. 
Have you heard this? <laughs> what? Oh, hang on. Hang I on. I kid you not. Yeah. Listen to this man. Not Chaz and Dave. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Labby Siffrey met his partner Peter Lloyd in 1964 and they were together for 48 years. They entered into a civil partnership in 2005. From the mid-90s until Lloyd's death in 2013, him and Siffrey lived in a menage a trois with Rudolf van Bardwick in South Wales. Bloody hell. Can you believe that? It must be love. It must be love. <laughs> must be love. It must be love. There yeah. you go. There you go. One man's enough. <laughs> well, what a crack of a show that was. It was 1971. Jesus, man. They're always crackers. Are yeah. they getting better, Gareth, or are we just getting drunk? I, think, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. We shouldn't be judging that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Good point. Leave us some messages. Yeah. We always like the messages. You can do that via our Anchor app. So look for that. Yeah. Great to chat with Murray. From the Wiggles and the yeah, Soul Movers. Amazing. What a pleasure. And we've got another guest next week. She's yep, an old yep. friend of mine, Elsie. She, yeah, yeah, we yeah. We made a record together. Yeah. Let's figure out what year we're going to be doing next week. Go to the random year generator. 1954. 50s and like early me. 50s. I love that stuff. Yeah, me too. Be yeah. easy for me and for you as well. Well, yeah. it's it's just a chance for me to sort of dig around and find stuff yeah. that I've never heard before, to be honest. Yeah, Usually yeah, that yeah. stuff is. So tune in next week to see what we're going to play and see yeah. what our guest is going to play. Yeah, yeah. And thanks again. Uh, I'm doing the wiggly hands that, that Murray does. You can't <laughs> yeah. see that on the, I can't on the see, podcast. They can't see that <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> let's let's yeah. drive off in our big red car. See you next see week. See you next time. Bye. Bye. I've got time. For one more round and a six pack to go. Six pack. One six pack to go.